0: Control, countdown confirmed. Auto sequence start in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Everyday Manager podcast series. Uh, my name's Steve Steele, your host. We have a really, really exciting uh, interview for you today, and uh, we'll be talking about uh, owning your own business. As we know in Australia, uh, well, the country is made up of many small to medium enter- enterprise businesses, and we're, um, you know, I'm really excited to cover this topic. Um, I personally have a great respect for business owners challenges are different you know such as having to raise and and invest your own capital uh, managing tighter budgets and the added pressures that come with that Um, there's many experiences that that managers uh, that are you know running their own businesses have that you know the the everyday manager that might be working in a large company or corporation doesn't get any exposure to so and that's including myself uh, who have never had the The uh, the pleasure of of owning or running their own business have always worked for companies and corporations. So I'm really particularly excited uh, to be talking to Ben Jamison today. Um, Ben is a is a a business owner and what I would call an everyday manager, as as per the title of this podcast. So um, so welcome, Ben, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Steve. It's uh, I hope you haven't overhyped the conversation with me,
1: but. I hope that uh, I hope that I can offer some value to your listeners.
0: Brilliant, thank you, Ben. Look, well, let's get started. So, tell us a bit about yourself: who you are, and, and what your business is, and what they do. Yeah, mate. So, um, I suppose personally,
1: I'm a, a dad and a um, a fiance, um, your cousin as well, which is a which is a cool little insight there. Um, professionally, I started uh, my life off as a carpenter. I did that for a number of years. Um, before taking over our family business, um, most recently. Well, I say most recently has been twelve years now. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what I do on a day to day basis. I um, take care of the runnings of the operation, and uh, and then also from a holistic level, uh, manage the finances for the family family operation. Brilliant,
0: fantastic, and give the listeners a little bit of insight into what what the business is what the call called and what they do? Yeah, so um, the business started, uh, well, my, my
1: parents, Rick and Lisa, they purchased the, uh, an old garage in a place called Palmwoods um, in the Sunshine Coast, Hinterland, 2003. Um, started off as a petrol station and they had a working garage there. Um, employed a couple of mechanics at the time. Um, the business gradually evolved and in 2006... Um, A bit of a shock to the business, the environmental standards had changed for the area, um, forcing more or less an instant closure of of the petrol facility uh, related to the space. Um, So that was a a big knock to their revenue stream, Um, huge wind out of their sales. They really had to um, either focus primarily on the mechanical side of it, which is um, a, a very fickle market. Um, having to rely on mechanics and that that style of trade. And it wasn't really where their true passion sat. Um, so they were really forced to diversify. Um, uh, at, at, at the time, uh, they had a bit of a food offering, soft drinks, you know, flavoured milks, all of that sort of stuff as a... Um, as kind of a fast add-on to the petrol petrol side of it, um, but obviously by removing the petrol sales out of out of the uh, picture, um, it, it, it pretty well left that current that offer of food and beverage null and void. Um, so they had to they they decided to pivot into uh, opening up a video store. Um, the video store came at the boom of you know DVDs coming out at two thousand and six, and it was it was the hype um so they they changed the space um yeah to be cater for that uh which worked well for a number of years um it was a successful business for for three or four years until things changed as everybody knows um video streaming came came into the picture um there was drop shipping for dvds and that sort of stuff and um and it just became a deteriorating business model. So um, from there that that required another shift. Um, and the expansion of the food offer uh was really starting to take hold. So um that they, they pushed more and more in that direction, uh, which was which was exciting for for the whole operation. Um that's that's pretty much our bread and butter now. That's what we rely on. Um it's it's a pretty large scale um hospitality venue in the in the scheme of things we've got um over 320 seats uh there's over 78 staff at last headcount um it's a pretty unique offer uh we're we're very fortunate with uh the the layout of of uh not only the building itself but the layout of the land it's 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 um it's got a very large footprint in Palmwoods, and it always has just from from the nature of the original mechanical business um so yeah the the offer out there now um well the building was was built in the early 1900s so it's kind of just naturally taken on an identity as a uh, a historical place for motorbikes and hot rodding enthusiasts um so that that is um I suppose at the core of it, the essence of the brand, um, it's called Rick's Garage. Um, so uh, Rick, being my dad, obviously, um, and yeah, it's it's our food and beverage offering is is um, pretty much just it's catered to uh, that style of American American dining, um, and we cater to to bike and car enthusiasts um and everywhere in the middle you know we get um 78 year olds coming through and just and absorbing the memorabilia um they bring in their grandchildren and and love to show them you know how they used to make phone calls back in the day or how they used to listen to music uh, so it sort of doubles as a museum in that respect um and then our food and beverage offering is, uh, I like to call it Australianized American food. So we use as much local produce as we can. Um, all our uh, fresh um, fruits and vegetables and meats are, are grown as locally as possible. Um, we produce all our own bread rolls on site um, through a bakery that we've just recently opened. Um and yeah, mate, we're just trying. We're trying to evolve that story as much as we can, um, whilst paying uh, respects to uh, where where we've kind of come from. Um, it's been in the family for about twenty years now, so um,
0: there's a lot of story that goes into that amount of time. I think you're right there. The, the, the concept, uh, I think, of it being a story is, is the endless journey for for business owners, um, and, and it's. The thing that stood out to me, what you've just covered off there, Ben, is, um, you know, when you're running the operation that you are and leading that, that business, uh, some of the, the core skill sets required of the leader and manager when running your own business, what I'm picking up there from you is you've got to be agile, you've got to be adaptable, you've got to be willing to diversify and evolve. Um, and I think that uh, stands out to me because, you um, An everyday manager that works in a corporation or company, yes, they might be managing a business unit, um, but things can be pretty stabilised if you're you're somebody that's managing and working for a stable company. Um, You won't have to be as adaptable uh, as often as as what it sounds like uh, the the business that you work in has had to be. You don't have to be as agile all the time and you're not having to diversify or evolve as often to in order to, to keep that story going. And, you know, it sounds like from where the business has come from uh, and to where it is today, you know, going from being a, a petrol station uh, to being, um, uh, you know, uh, a, a large, uh, high quality food and, and beverage outlet and, and restaurant, um, it's, uh, that's quite the story. And it, I think for me, I sit there and go, wow, what's next? <laughs> Well, what do you evolve into next and you mentioned that you started a bakery so all of a sudden you're into pastries and all those other sorts of sorts of things so it's uh it's it's quite the story and quite the journey um that, that you guys have had one one question which i i had um for you here is around you know having to reinvent your service and product and, and you've covered that off which is fantastic um how do you have you faced any sort of uh, challenges where you are locally in regards to um, you know competitors in the local market and you know having to sort of protect your niche? You know you've got a very unique and different the uh, business offering, and, uh, and it sounds like a hell of a lot of thought has gone into making sure that you're not the same as all the other uh, sort of uh, food and beverage and hospitality restaurants that are out there. So. Um, have you have you faced any of that over time with some, you know, imposing competition and things like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, hospitality is a pretty unique space in the sense that the barriers for entry are pretty minimal, you know. Um, anyone with a bit of cash behind them and, uh, you know, um, the ability to Google search some recipes can go ahead and open up a restaurant. So I suppose um, in that regard, uh, there's competition for us everywhere. Um, and that's something that we keep in, our, in, in the forethought of our minds when we're going into what our service component looks like, what our offer looks like, um, and what our deliverables look like. Um, so we're very, um, uh, we're very forward in making sure that um, we're keeping our wait times minimal. Um, our customers are getting engaged with um, at a sa- satisfactory rate um, that we've agreed as a management team and, and with our whole team. Um, and then the product that they're receiving is of high quality. So um, you know, a lot of a, a lot of people who don't have much experience with, with hospitality would have would be very um, naive to the working components that go into the back end of it. you know, quality control for the product that you're receiving on your table is immense. Um, making sure that you've got the stock available but making sure that it's not sitting on your shelves for too long before it hits the customer um, is a very tricky thing. And, um, you know, through coming through a COVID environment or um, outside of a COVID environment, uh, we don't have that historical data to be able to say, right, this is our par levels for any particular item. The world has literally been turned on its head and our industry has as a result. Um, supply chain issues have affected us immensely. So, you know, there's a multitude of the factors that really go into um, an operation like what we do successfully. Um, So when you talk about competition and stuff, sure, there's a lot of competition, but it's that 20 years' worth of experience that's gone into our operation and that learning in that story um, that's really culminated to the point that we're at now where we can... Um, ensure that the product is up to our standard, but also the service model is up to our standard as well. Um, and our business is very much about developing people, um, you know, more, more so than the product and the service. It's about developing young staff who don't have a whole lot of experience in any industry, let alone hospitality. Um, and that's our focus on making sure that uh they're leaving our business if they choose to in a in a better state that we we receive them in. So, um, you know, when you talk about competition and stuff, I think that our approach to hospitality is very unique um, in that sense. And so, I don't get discouraged by competition. Uh, we really embrace it um, because it makes us better as an operation. Um, you know, there's there's uh, there there are a lot of other very good operators um, in hospitality on the Sunshine Coast. So um, every time competition arises, it just gives us a, more of an opportunity to improve. Yeah,
0: no, definitely. Um, you mentioned your, your management team before, and and being able to get together and make decisions. Um, somebody like myself uh, and others. Out there, who who work for companies or corporations, sometimes the decision making process uh, can can be a challenging one, depending on the multiple levels of approvals that are required, as uh, you know, that need to be in, in adherence with quality and compliance policies and so forth and so forth. So, to be able to react or, or readjust to a market situation and opportunity, it can take time. What's your experiences in running your own business? Is it like that or are you able to make decisions quicker uh, and get things moving in the direction you want to because you, you've got that ability, you, you know, you're the owner, you're the leader of the business, you've got the management team can get together, throw some ideas and get on with it? Or How does that work?
1: Um, so, I mean, we've, we've become a lot better at evolving our processes around that. Um you know when you're work- when you're starting up a, a small to medium-sized business, um, everyone can be guilty, including ourselves, of making uh, rash decisions off the cuff um, that could end up costing you a lot of money. Um so there's a reason large businesses have that due diligence process that goes into decision making um, and you know, something that I've been actively working towards over the past few years is is making sure that we have those processes to safeguard ourselves from unnecessary expense, um, whilst getting to the to the decision or the approval process in the and the shortest amount of time. Um, I, I, we're very lucky with the size of our operation that we don't have multi-layered management and it has to pass through certain streams to get to the top or to the decision maker. Um, I'm involved in, in more or less every meeting that takes place within the business. Um, so if there's a great idea that arrives, we generally just brainstorm it on the spot. We'll go, go back, put some numbers together pitch it forward to the next meeting, and then we can get it approved within the, within the week or so. So it's very good in that respect that you can make a variety of small decisions quite quickly. Um, but as I said, that due diligence process is very necessary um, because as, as you grow and take on more people, obviously that comes at an expense and you don't want to be wasting money in any operation. Um, most, 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 in, in particular, a small to medium-sized business. I think. Yeah,
0: no, you're, you're totally right there. You're totally right. Um, no, thanks for that insight. Uh, yeah, it's uh, there certainly some a lot of advantages <laughs> there too from a decision-making process. So it's, uh, I'm actually quite jealous uh, <laughs> uh, to, to hear the process that you can go through. It must, must be wonderful. Um, What advice do you have for anyone looking to run their own business? Like if you were, you know, whether you're somebody that's never had any uh, experience in doing or or management experience, what would you say to that person that might be listening going, you know what, I want to start my own business or run my own business. Um, uh, Yeah, what advice do you have for that person?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I think that you... You want to be open and honest about the challenges that are involved in running your own business. Um, I suppose you want to ask yourself if you're the person who's going to thrive under the pressure, um, under the relentless pressure that business ownership is going to deliver you um, on a daily, hourly, minute-by-minute basis. Um, The hours are long. Not many of them are rewarded. Um, and once you're in, it's very hard to get out. So um, if that sounds enticing for you, then jump on board. Um, no, I think, uh, you know, the successes can be addictive, um, hitting targets, hitting goals, you know, even being recognised for customer satisfaction. Um, it's it's an exhilaration Um for yourself and as your team grows you can you know it's exhilarating for them as well um you have to you know you have to be willing to be that sole beacon of support and direction for your team um and i suppose that 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 comes back to the question of you know the difference between um a, a leader and a manager um a leader doesn't fail to show up and be that beacon on a daily basis Um, you don't you don't have uh anywhere to hide you you have to be that support network for everyone involved in your operation including the business itself um so i think that um yeah that more or less that would be the advice that i'd have to offer is you just have to be honest about about what what it entails and the challenges that entails and and um and and don't be ashamed to say i'm not cut out for business ownership you're better off working that out at the start than getting into it and having your savings your house on the line um and not seeing a return from that for a good seven years um and that's if that's if anyone makes it that long you know it's there's so many working components that go into running your own business that uh, a lot of people are aware of, um, and it's fantastic that you've got a podcast like this as a resource for people to to venture into and get an understanding for what those components look like. Um, because in all honesty, there's 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 not there's not much resource out there that that go into the detail of owning your own business um, uh, that there should be. Um, so yeah just be just be open to all of all of that and and very honest about it
0: yes no thank you for that that's some good advice um and you you are totally correct um in terms of the uh, access to information knowledge and resources that are available out there um, in many fields of leadership and management or wanting to be a manager or or run a business particularly in this sense um, uh, yeah I'm, i'm not aware of a hell of a lot out there as you say either um, who knows? That could be the next diversification for you, Ben, and, and, and Rick's Garage could get into the direction of developing um, uh, business ownership uh, resources and knowledge, but um, uh, that one patented. I've got a patent on that, so. Uh. <laughs> um, uh, my last question for you, Ben, um, who in the business world has inspired you the most? Uh, they could be famous, not famous. It doesn't matter. Or, or anyone that you know or not know, but who's inspired you to to be the leader and, and the manager that you are today?
1: Yeah, good question. Um mate, I'm pretty lucky to, you know, I'm I'm young enough and I've been doing it for long enough uh to be surrounded with some fantastic friends. Um, you know, highly motivated, highly successful people. And I think it's it's that motivation that really drives you as as a young um entrepreneur, if that's the right word to say, um, to you know, wake up every morning and and want and want to deliver what you're promising yourself. Um so yeah, definitely my friends that I've got around me. Um but also, you know, my parents, that entrepreneurial spirit to go out and take a risk and and buy a garage in the back blocks of the Sunshine Coast in a place called Palmwoods, which no one's ever heard of um to go out and take that kind of risk is is enviable um and to ha- rise to every challenge that they were confronted with and pivot and diversify and and continue to be obsessed about the end result um is is motivation for me as well um you know as a, as a business grows you get more and more weight on your shoulders because um you know, there's there's a lot on the line, um, and it's even exacerbated when it's a family operation as well. There's a lot of mouths to feed, and in, in um, when you when everyone in the business takes on their own families, you've got you've got you've got to broaden that width. Um, and so, yeah, my, my definitely my parents, mate, um, absolutely that that um, their uh, their entrepreneurship is is very enviable.
0: Yeah. No, brilliant. You couldn't have said it any better. And um, I think one, one thing that you covered off there, uh, which comes to mind, which we didn't talk much about uh, today, is the concept of risk. Uh, particularly, it's one of the major pieces, I would think, when um, making the decision uh, for a startup manager that, or, or person that wants to begin their own business, it's the risk. you know. And I think that is the message when you said, what advice do you have? um a a core theme that i heard there from you ben was um be willing to accept the risk um, but make sure you know and have a, a really good understanding of what that risk is that you're going to be accepting before you dive into the deep end uh with it um but you know uh, the higher the risk, the higher the reward. And I think that certainly uh, what I I can see in, in the business that you're running and, and the organisation, that, that is Rick's Garage, is um, it's had an amazing number of successes over the years. And it's um, and anyone listening, if you're ever on the Sunshine Coast, a little plug there for, for Rick's Garage, Ben, get out there and try the Rick's Big Burger. I've never been able to um, finish it myself, but I tell you, you've got to give it a go. Um, so. Or at least at least jump online and grab yourself a shirt. Come on, help me out. <laughs> yeah, That's yes. That's a good point. That's, yes. Yeah, very good. Um, before we go, just uh, uh, in regards to that, um, uh, for Rick's Garage business, uh, Ben, what's the um, website address and the socials that you could share with everybody? Yeah, mate. So you've got us on
1: Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, Rick'sGarage.com.au. Um jump on there, make a booking. We're located in Palmwoods on the Sunshine Coast. If you Google search Rick's garage, I'm sure it'll come up somewhere. Um, but yeah, definitely pop
0: out and see us, guys. We'd we'd love to have you. And you too, Stephen. Yes, no, definitely. I'll be back very soon. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, uh Ben for today. Um that's another episode. it's a wrap for the Everyday Manager podcast series. It's um uh one of the first interviews that we'll have uh with with business owners so uh, a really massive thank you ben for joining us today it's been greatly appreciated to get your insights and, uh, and and a better understanding of what it is like to actually do what you do so thank you very much for joining us thanks Stephen. appreciate it wonderful all right until next time thank you and look forward to speaking and listening very soon goodbye